0: 12 chimes, it's midnight. At midnight, anything can happen. Have you ever wanted to communicate with the dead? Well, be careful what you wish for. Join us now for a story of a woman burdened by envy and bitterness and whose contact with the dead isn't a comforting or sentimental journey in the play, Seance Games.
1: Your husband is- Where is the lemon? Oh. Uh, did I forget the lemon
2: slices? Yes, you forgot the lemon slices. Stupid girl. I cannot stand milk in my afternoon tea. Won't you ever learn? Mr. Gant is asking for you. Oh, is he? Yes, Auntie. Do you remember
1: what we talked about? Yes. Yes, Mrs.
2: Gant, I remember. Auntie is reserved for little girls in pigtails, not a young woman in employ to her aunt. Yes, ma'am. That's better. Your husband- Yes, I heard you the first two times. Tell him I'll be there presently. He's still with the doctor. Yes, ma'am. This fever is so inconvenient. The Thompsons are expecting us to bridge tomorrow night. Dr. Drayson. Thank you, Jenny. that's all. But,
1: yes, ma'am.
3: Mrs. Grant, your husband will recover. He does have a serious fever. That could affect his heart if gone untreated. Continue his medication and call me if it gets any worse. But don't worry yourself. He'll be on his feet again in no time.
2: I'm so glad.
3: I can see myself out. Good day, Mrs. Gant.
2: Thank you so much, Doctor. (laughs) Glad. I'd be truly glad if he never got back on his feet again. Mrs. Gant. Ginny! Don't lurk about. I'm going to have to put a bell on you like the cat. I'm sorry, ma'am. As always. Well, what is it? Your husband, he's still asking about you. Oh, yes. I can't dodge him forever, can I? I'm coming presently. (laughs) Ginny, don't hover!
1: His fever seems much worse since the doctor left. I'm sure it's worse. You're wrong as
2: usual. He's strong as an ox. Should I call Dr. Drayson? For heaven's sake, no. His bill is large enough as it is. God knows what he would charge us to leave the hospital. Do not call the doctor. Go make Henry some tea or soup or something. Oh, is that Henry's medication? Yes, ma'am. Well, give it to me. I'll see he gets it. Ginny? No, dearest. It's your loving wife.
3: Oh, it's you, Victoria. My little Vickiwix. The light of my life.
2: Oh, don't bother with the levity, Henry. And do not call me by that ridiculous name.
3: Uh, no humor. It's always been your problem, Vicky Wicks. No humor.
2: You're uh. mumbling, Henry. I, I can't hear a word you're saying. Don't play the poor, sickly patient. It doesn't suit you. Aside from some anxiety with a dose of paranoia, strength has always been the key to your personality, Henry.
3: Key? Key? I have the key. The key. Gotta guard until the coast is clear. Have to wait until they aren't watching, until they... until they're tired and go away.
2: Yes, yes. I know all about the key. It's been ten years, Henry, since you've hidden it.
3: They're watching. Hey. They aren't tired yet. I'm tired. It's hot. Oh, Agnes, you always preferred the hot days of summer. Remember, Agnes, what you used to say? There's nothing like a warm day and iced tea to relax a person.
2: You're talking to your wife, Victoria, remember? Not your sister, Agnes. Oh, how I love the warm summer days. You are worse, aren't you? Oh, you're burning up. Tell me more about the key.
3: Keys, yeah. Keep them hidden, keep them them hidden.
2: Where? Where is the key, Henry?
3: Isn't time yet. Still looking. They can see me. Always watching, always watching.
2: Yes, Henry, the key. Perhaps you should move the key to a better hiding place. Key? Better hiding place? But isn't it safe where it is? Is it? (laughs)
3: No, no one will find it. No one will look below the rusty nails.
2: Here in the house?
3: close. No one knows. Shh, shh. They're waiting. Watching and waiting.
2: There, there. You're right, of course. The key is very safe. Oh, safe.
3: Very safe. No one will ever find it.
2: No one. Try to sleep now, Henry, sleep. (sighs) (sighs) Below Rusty Nails, it, it must be somewhere around his workbench. He never lets anyone near it. it has to be here. Here somewhere. Where else would there be rusty nails? Henry, if you buried it somewhere, so help me God. No, no, he'd want it close. To look at it and worry over it. I know it's here, I know it is. He's kept me from that money for ten long years. Anyone who suspects he stole that money is dead or has long since forgotten the whole affair. We're practically broke. I haven't paid the gardener or anyone else in weeks. It's so humiliating. Oh, the key, the key. He led me right to it. Oh, that fever was sent from heaven. I have the key and the money is mine. But what do I do now? I can't spend the money or he'll know. I'll have to go away. But where? No, I don't want to leave. This is my home. So he needs to go. My nerves are shot. Pour me a drink. We shouldn't have waited so long to call the doctor. Oh, you're worried over nothing. He's on the mend. Oh no, ma'am, his fever is much worse. Well, things always seem a bit worse before they get better, don't they? Please, set his place at dinner and tell Cook to prepare for three. Ma'am, I- uh... Uh, Do what I say, child. Oh, for goodness sakes, pour yourself a drink. I'm afraid for him. I've seen him pull through worse. He survived the Great War, he'll survive this. Don't you even love him? (gasps) Why would you ask such a personal question? Do you? How dare you? He may die. Oh, rubbish. As I've said before, he's pulled through worse. Now pour me another drink, then go take a walk. Your incessant hovering is making me nervous. Yes, ma'am. Doctor, how is he?
3: Please, sit down. Jenny, Mrs. Gant.
1: What is it, Doctor?
3: I. I honestly don't understand it. His fever should have been safely under control with the medication I prescribed. I'm very sorry to say that.
0: Well,
3: surprisingly, it, Mrs. Gant, despite our efforts, the fever has escalated rapidly and he has succumbed. I, I'm afraid your husband has passed.
1: Dead?
2: Oh, no, Uncle Henry. What? Impossible! I. No, it, it just can't be! Dead! Well, I suppose we did everything we could. Oh, my poor Henry.
3: I simply don't understand it.
2: Well, we appreciate all your efforts, Doctor. Tragedy is usually so unexpected, isn't it? Good afternoon. I have an appointment with Mr. Stevens.
3: Uh, Mrs. Gant, lovely to see you again. And you have my greatest sympathy at the loss of your husband.
2: Thank you for the kind words, Mr. Stevens.
3: Uh, this way, ma'am. And let's see here. Uh, and yes, there it is, Gant. Here you are, Mrs. Kent. I'll give you some privacy. Please push the button to call me when you're ready. Thank you very much.
2: Well, I hope this case is big enough. Maybe I should have hired a bodyguard to escort me home. Oh, no, that would have been too obvious. I might have to make two trips, though, if it's too heavy. I didn't consider that. Well, it's a good problem to have, my mother would have said. She didn't approve of Henry, but she, if she could see this money, she'd approve of his ability to provide posthumously. Okay, well, let's see. Oh, what is going on here? Where, where is the money? The stacks of bills I expected. Oh, I will demand, What? <laughs> demand, demand what? And to who? I can't talk about the money, the stolen money. Oh, oh, I dreamed of this moment for 10 years. I hope he is burning In Oh, there must be something, some clue, some indication. Oh, a note. In rhyme? Henry, really? If someone is looking for money, money is not what they'll find. Money does not make the world go round. Money will not make you kind. Really, Henry. If someone is looking for riches, they will find riches in love. They will find riches in family. These riches will fit like a glove. You sentimental fool. Poetry? Riches in family? Family? Oh, well, you communicated constantly with your sister to Agnes, didn't you, Henry? Well, perhaps you told her something, but that's no help to me now, since she passed three years ago. (sighs) Good lord, Henry's sister wrote long letters. It'll take me days to read through them all. I can only hope he told Agnes about the money and that she mentions it in one of these letters. Okay, George and the boys, blah, blah, just returned their camping trip, blah, blah, blah. What a mess they made. It took me days to set the house right again. (laughs) Me, Agnes, you didn't lift a finger with the staff of servants you have. Well, my dear brother, we've always shared every little detail of our sordid lives, ha-ha, blah-blah-blah. We'd love to see you soon, your devoted sister, Agnes. Ugh, how smug she is. Cleaning the house herself my foot with the money her husband provided. Well, one letter down, several hundred to go. Just like Henry to lead me to an empty safe deposit box, his last practical joke. Is there anything else I can get you? Ginny, what do you know about contacting the dead? Excuse me, ma'am? You heard me correctly. You're always reading those ghost stories. What do you know about it? I have a friend who frequents a medium who holds a weekly seance. It's a great comfort to her. Do you think this medium actually speaks to the departed? I mean, to the other side? Madame Sulla has a very good reputation. I see. Ginny, contact Madame Sala at once and get me an invitation to the next seance.
4: Mrs. Gunt, so glad you could come. We're happy to have another who seeks answers and comfort join our exclusive group. I'm pleased you could fit me in. Only the strongest and most wise among us are open to exploring the unknown. Yes, yes, I agree. Those most fearless find us to gain a connection with the spirit world. We are... Fearless, yes, I understand completely. Where are the others? (laughs) (laughs) May I introduce Mrs. Gaunt, the newest explorer to our group? Tonight, we have a small gathering, but this is best for your first visit. Mrs. Gant, may I introduce Mrs. Scarpelli? We have been very lucky to be able to contact her brother several times in the past. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And may I also introduce Mr. Conway? He has yet to make contact with his wife, but we hope tonight to have a breakthrough.
3: Welcome, Mrs. Gant.
4: Mrs. Gant, would you like a drink? I would. Andre! He's my assistant. Andre, please make Mrs. Gant a drink.
0: Visky. <laughs>
4: Everyone, please have a seat. For the benefit of the newcomer, I'll explain what will happen this evening. We will sit together with hands joined to create a circle of concentration. You must all think about your loved ones on the other side, those you wish to contact through me tonight. We must be as still as we can to avoid disruption of the circle, although quiet conversation is permitted, of course, if I am able to contact any loved ones. I will attempt to fall into a trance making myself receptive to the influence of the spirits. They may communicate in a number of ways. They may communicate through writing, using my hand. They may speak to us using my voice, and they may speak to us directly, influencing the air around us to form the sound of their voice as in life.
3: Maybe tonight she can find my Anne.
2: Mrs. Gann, who do you wish to speak with? I hope to contact my sister-in-law, Agnes. Oh, I miss her
4: so. I hope Agnes is able to reach out to us. I will do my very best to find her. Please finish up your drinks and let's move into the other room and be seated. Andre will now turn down the lights. Don't be afraid. The room must be dark and quiet to attract the spirits. Lights out. Let's now join hands. We are now ready to reach out. Reach out to the other side. Spirits, we are here. I will quiet my mind, making it available to you to communicate with those here, those who wish to hear your voice once again and be reassured that you are content and happy. I can hear a cacophony of spirit voices. They're clamoring to be heard. I am like the single window in a room when the curtains are pulled back to reveal the blue sky. I must find Anne Conway and Thomas Scarpelli and, of course, Agnes. Where are you? Come, find me. There are loved ones here who wish to speak to you, to hear your voice. Who is here? The ones we seek? Agnes? See Thomas? You. Anne? I, <laughs> I can feel the spirits around me. Some are not strong and cannot quite reach me. The others are strong indeed. You will be heard. Yes, yes, I understand. I will not stand in your way. What is going on? No. No! Victoria,
3: it's Agnes. I'm here. (gasps) Madame Sala's voice, it's so changed. It's so strange.
1: Shh. It's all part of the process. Madame Sala has made contact.
2: Agnes, I'm so pleased to hear your voice. I can't tell you how happy. It is peaceful here. No worldly cares, but I see you're troubled. How can I help you? Well, you may know, Agnes, that Henry passed. Yes. He left me practically destitute, and although I know there is money somewhere. And you hope, you so hope to learn through me? I'm lost without Henry. The money would be a great comfort to myself and Jennifer.
3: Oh, I bet it would, Vicky Wicks.
2: Uh, Vicky Wicks? Only Henry called me by that name.
3: That's right, my little Vicky Wicks.
2: <gasps> M- 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 Madame Sola's voice—it—it it changed again. A- Agnes, are you still there? My
3: little Vicky Wicks.
2: <gasps> Henry?
3: Lost without me? That's a laugh.
1: The table is moving.
3: Thought you didn't have a sense of humor, Victoria.
2: Henry, my God, Henry, is it you?
3: Victoria, you killed me.
2: I didn't.
3: You left me to die. Where's my medicine, Vicky Wicks? I think you forgot about my medicine.
2: Henry,
1: stay away. Stay Stop her! My god, she's crawling across
3: the
2: table! Do something! Please, Madame Sala, stop! What are you doing? No, Henry, stay away from me! I tell you, stay away! Andre, where's Andre?
3: S- somebody stop her!
2: Henry! No!
3: Henry! For God's sakes, Madame Sala,
1: stop! He's choking Mrs. Gant. She'll kill her! Uh, uh, oh. Madame Sala, stop! Mrs. Gant, she's dead. Madam Sala strangled her.
3: Madam Sala didn't kill Mrs. Gant. It was that Henry fella. He did it. Hello. A registered letter for you, miss. Oh, yes? Sign here, please.
1: Thank you. An inheritance? So much. Uncle Henry. Uncle Henry. If you can hear me. Thank you.
0: Join us next time for a new play that explores abasement, darkness, and shifting realities in The Darkness. There will be four more stories in the first season of Twelve Chimes, It's Midnight, so see you again at midnight. Tonight's episode was written and produced by Amy Pavi. Mrs. Gant was played by Beth Abdallah. Mr. Gant and Andre by Brett Stillo. Ginny and Mrs. Scarpelli by Amy Pavi. Madam Sala by Audra Wolfman. Dr. Drayson, Mr. Stevens, Mr. Conway, and the Mailman by Aaron Seymour. Sound Engineering, Marcus Martiso and Scott Lewis. And yours truly, Josh Horowitz.